Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm Stacey Toth, best-selling author and co-creator of PaleoParents.com, where we focus on real-life solutions for families seeking help. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the Paleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Hello. I was gonna I was gonna burst into song and then I got like really intimidated by the idea of bursting into song and I chickened out. <laughs> I totally I totally I was just be like caroling it up right there. I was just going to, I was going to, instead of saying hello, I was going to make it something. Don't and... worry, listeners. She's already burst into song in the <laughs> bloopers. <laughs> and we'll, we'll ignore the part where I used to have a good enough voice to be, you know, lead parts in musicals and <laughs> now not so much. Uh, I'm looking at this cute little sloth guy that the kids put on my desk. It's really cute. Um, you love sloths. I do. And my mom got like a sloth book for the kids. We do this ritual before leading up to the holidays where we open or read a new book um, every night. And so the one that I read last night was this cute sloth book about a sloth, a sloth who had a lot of energy. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway. Um, yeah. So... How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm um, a little bit in that like, I, I think I said this last week, I'm in that like cross-eyed, all I'm doing is trying to get this book turned in. Um, and it's, um, I, I actually find, so interestingly enough for science books, I actually find this to be the most stressful part of the, just the wrapping up the draft and making sure the references are there and getting that submitted. And that actually is so stressful that by the time I'm in editing and design and that entire chaos, it's actually not as bad as this part. Whereas with cookbooks, it's, it's flipped. So with cookbooks, the design and editing is actually worse. So I'm in that sort of like that really intense. And this book is, um, it, it got a little out of control in terms of length, a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting for someone to say, Sarah, we can't do this, but nobody said that yet. So I just, I just keep giving them chapters and I, I'm basically, I'm sort of turning it in. A, the book's written, but I'm basically polishing a chapter at a time, um, and like outlining the graphics that go in that chapter. Cause I hadn't done that yet. And then turning it in a chapter at a time. And I'm trying to get a couple chapters turned in a day. And I've so far had like one day where I've actually been successful at turning in two chapters. So I'm a little bit behind. I don't, think that's going to be a problem yet, but um, I'm going to have to work all um, Christmas break on this book, which was something I was trying to avoid. I was sort of hoping to be like, turn it in by the time the kids are off school and then be able to take a couple weeks off um, and just play. And I, and I won't get to do that now, but yeah, I'm in a, I'm a little bit of that. Like I, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about, Oh, I, you know, I should have put that sentence there <laughs> um, or I should have included this thing in this infographic or, you know, Oh, this recipe needs whatever. So, um, it's, it's definitely 
in a sort of an intense period of time for me. And I, I think it will continue to be this level of intensity for um, quite a few weeks yet. Um, I mean, really like three and a half to four more months um, before the book actually gets wrapped up and goes to print. So, um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot and uh, I, I'm finding it I, I, like the, the last time, you know, that I was really neck deep in a detailed science book was, you know, three years ago. Um, and so it's, it's also like, oh yeah, I remember this part. I remember, I remember the part where I'm like talking about why caffeine's not great while I drink coffee like <laughs> to keep myself awake writing. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it, it's the weeds a little bit right now, but, um, but I'm really, I'm really excited about how this book is coming together. And I think it's going to, um, I just think people are going to love it. I, I mean, I hope people are going to love it. But I, my goal with this book was to really be the one-stop shop for people um, coming to Paleo, to give people the entire scientific foundation that they need to respond to critics, to talk with their skeptical family members, um, and to really understand the, um, the, you know, the ins and outs and the gray areas and the you know, places where, you know, the science isn't cut and dry and where you get to experiment individually. Um, and then also pretty much just bring scientific validity to the entire paleo movement because I'm not ambitious. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, so it's, uh, you know, it's been an extremely big project and it just keeps getting bigger because I keep, you know, I'm, I'm in this like search for completeness, which I, I know I'll, I'll never actually get, but I'm trying to get as close as I can. And still be able to bind the book. So, um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much my life is just uh, just writing right now. And I'm gonna ask you how you are, but I kind of already know. And it's gonna make me whining about writing a book sound so petty. Ugh. I'm uh, I'm okay. We're okay. Um, but just to kind of like give our listeners an update because I had an enormous outpouring of support and, and feedback from everyone when I posted earlier this week um, my brother-in-law um, Andrew, who we've talked about on the show and I remember podcasting when he was looking after the boys when he still lived Oh yeah, with you. he yeah. he lived with us for fourteen of the fifteen years that Matt and I have lived together, and um, my boys have grown up with him in our home. He isn't just a brother; he was like a second father, or <laughs> like Matt and I were joking, he was kind of like my second husband, but also my son, <laughs> like. Um, he passed away earlier this week and um that happened in the heels of my uncle passing away less than a week prior yeah so it's been really intense and what's interesting is um this is the first person in my kids lives who's passed away that they had a really close relationship to and it's 
also someone who tragically passed before one would have expected life expectancy. He was 32. So, um, you know, it's just been a lot to help them process while we are also grieving. Um, but I just want to thank everyone (laughs) for the tremendous, as always, um, support and, and love really of, um, you know, positive encouragement and, and all that kind of stuff when I shared earlier, um, that he had passed. And I think, um, that honesty and realness is, you know, why we changed our blog name earlier this year. And, you know, it allows us to, to be human and, and be ourselves without needing to find some sort of like context or niche or, or nuance or box to put ourselves in. And so as we work through this and, and as we, um, figure out what works and what doesn't work in terms of helping our children grieve. We'll, we'll probably be sharing about that, but right now it's the holidays and I hate to like put my sadness on other people because it really is a a time to spend with your loved ones and, um, to find as much joy as you can. And I know that, um, my loved ones would have wanted everyone to be together and to have a great holiday. And so that's what we're going to do. We're, we're trying really hard to get, um, all of our uncles who we normally don't get to see on Christmas and one's in San Francisco and one's, um, a few hours away in the state. And so we're trying to get them all here so that, um, we can have uh, a really big holiday and the boys can have, um, as many uncles <laughs> as they can, because uh, yeah. the one that they're used to having won't be here. So I just really want to encourage everyone to reach out to the people in your lives who uh, maybe you haven't talked to <laughs> recently or to the person that you talk to so frequently that maybe you take for granted how important they are in your life and just tell them, uh, I'm totally losing it right now. Sorry. Um, but we were really fortunate that even though Andrew moved out to live with his girlfriend a couple of months ago, um, which is like a big step for him, um, just because he's always, I don't know, he's been like a part of our family and it's always been, um, like just taken for granted that he lives with us. And, um, so when he moved in with his girlfriend, it was like this big, like, holy cow, Andrew's growing up, our little boy. <laughs> and um, he he came back uh, for dinner Wednesday night and we made him his favorite meal, which um, is meatloaf. Uh, Matt's meatloaf is the best. Everybody who's ever made Matt's meatloaf recipe is like, oh my gosh, it's the best. And like, yes, it is. And it was Andrew's favorite. And so we made him meatloaf and he read stories to the boys and they wrestled and they had fun and they had a really great night. So... I'm just, sorry, so, so thankful that we had invited him over for dinner and just want to encourage everybody to make sure to keep in touch and not take for granted the people that you have in your life. Gosh, oh, I'm sorry. Such a hot mess on this show, like so many times. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Let me just like cry so much there's a puddle in my cleavage (laughs) like oh sorry it's um it's a lot to 
lose a family member and you've lost two tragically close together right before the holidays. And I think um, all of our listeners understand um, how hard that is to go through at any time and to have it so concentrated um, is it's, I mean, it's just not fair. And, um, I will say what probably everybody wishes that they, they could say as they listen to this podcast, um, and probably try not to cry themselves is that, um, all of us, our hearts go out to you and your family. And, uh, we all wish you our deepest condolences and, uh, we'll be thinking about you throughout this whole holiday season and, um, you know, I, I'm just think the universe needs to, uh, lay off for a while when it's <laughs> for real. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you have any, um, plans for, you know, traditions or, or things that you're going to be doing this year? So you've all, we, we talked last week about, you know, cutting down, going to cut it down a tree. Yep. Do you have other traditions that are going to feature over the holiday season? We always make monkey bread on Christmas Eve. Um, and we're going to be... Gosh, I should make monkey bread this year. Yeah, we're going to do that again. I was actually talking to Jennifer from Predominantly Paleo who launched Legit Bread to see if there was a way that she thought that I could like use that as an easy button to monkey bread. Mm. But she said that she didn't think so, unfortunately. So, But the recipe that we posted, I think it was last year or the year before, um, using... I think it was cassava flour um was much easier so we'll we'll go with that version it's a labor and of love that's I all. have powdered coconut milk now thanks to you it's totally a thing and you should definitely make the oh, hot chocolate gummies I, while you have it i i put it on amazon subscribe and save <laughs> like i got one package was like uh, okay, I'm never buying canned coconut milk ever again. This it's, stuff is it's totally the bomb. Ingredient. I know it is. It is because you can do you can do it concentrated and get like coconut cream, or you can do it more dilute and get it like coconut milk. And then I mean, you can I mean, it works. Oh yeah, it's no, it's uh. And for people who are you know strictly dairy free, it adds a mouthfeel that I don't think you're able to get like anywhere else even you know like palm shortening and that kind of stuff can be a replacement for butter but the coconut milk powder it's it's magic so um yeah we've been meaning to like play with it more to do more recipes with it and you know just hasn't been husband's been putting it into his uh, he's a boy so he's inherently lazy (laughs) so um so he has a smoothie every morning for breakfast and he's been putting it into his smoothies to make sure that he's getting the fat in his smoothies yeah and um he's been loving it just because it's making them so much creamier for real i can i can totally one of the things that we wanted to do was try to make like a blender ice cream like soft serve type Mm -hmm. recipe and i think if you added that to like frozen bananas or something like that it would be amazing so um yeah clearly i'm going to be playing with that for dinner tonight (laughs) the thing so yeah um 
monkey bread is always our Christmas Eve tradition. And this year we're actually also going down to the White House because we live in D.C. And we really like looking at it's not just I don't know if people know this, but it's not just one big tree, but there's like 50 states worth. And we like walking around and looking at all the ornaments that the different states. They like themed by like the state, like the Georgia trees covered in peaches. And yeah, what they do is they get um, two schools to make ornaments. And so and there's like a theme. And so there's two different kinds of let's say it was peaches you know like there would be one from one school and one different theme from another so there's variation because each child makes its own ornament but it's like supposed to be the same it's really cool and um they you know they've got little notes about the kids who made it or the schools that make it you know there's like different art schools that are um participate summer elementary schools and we really just like reading about the states and looking at the ornaments it's one of our favorite things to do every year and um so that's that we're gonna do it on christmas eve this year usually we do it a little sooner but the weather's just been weird i don't know if it's like that everywhere else and like it everything just kind of snuck up on us so we thought that would be a good thing to do on christmas eve that does sound like a really fun thing my um mother-in-law just flew in last night and so she's going to be here with us for three weeks, I think, or two and a half weeks, something like that. And uh, so we're still just talking about like what we always try and do like one Atlanta touristy thing whenever we have family come and we like to sort of mix it up and like try something different. So we kind of use our family coming as our opportunity to explore the area in a way that we haven't before. Oh, totally. I think everybody should do yeah. that. Um, and so we've we've sort of been trying to we've been thinking outside the box a little bit more in terms of um, things that we could do because um, my oldest daughter I don't even know how she got it but she got a um, national park entry pass and we're like we're close to some like we're close to the we're an hour and a half drive from the base of the Appalachian Trail. So um, we're like, oh, we could do some really cool hiking and like do something really neat as a day trip with this pass. So we're having that whole like, you know, what are all the different ideas of what we're going to do? And we haven't decided yet, but um, that's one of our, you know, our, our Christmas traditions tend to be, you know, go for a walk or go for a hike. And it's, um, it's usually something that's, we try to keep it very low key. Um, but we're trying to think of like probably one day between Christmas and New Year's, like we'll do some, we'll either go to, you know, a gallery or a museum, or if the weather's nice, we'll, you know, try to, to, to go to an outdoor attraction and, and, you know, just try and explore, you know, this is one of the things that I, I've had so many cities where I've moved away from the city and I've still had a to-do list of things to find or things to explore or, you know, touristy things that I hadn't checked out yet. And I think we sometimes forget to be tourists in our own cities and really explore all those little nooks and crannies that um, our homes have to offer that are just really neat places. And the more of those places that I find locally, like the more, I like it here. Like it's, it's just been, you know, that taking that, um, finding some incentive to explore has been, um, just a really sort of neat way to, to get to, you know, understand and, and, and really love this place. So, um, so yeah, so I don't know exactly what we're going to do yet, but there'll be, there'll be some kind of cool outing where we all, 
wonder why we decided to drive so far to go to some place. <laughs> One of my other favorite things to do that other people might like doing is um, Googling the best holiday lights in your city mm. or neighborhood. And there will, there's usually like a, you know, a top 10 list or even just like people on forums and boards that'll come up in a Google search talking about particular houses. And we've found some really cool stuff in different neighborhoods that are neat to explore that we didn't even know existed, um, finding some of these places. So um, along the lines of what you're talking about, if you live in a place that doesn't have a lot of touristy stuff, but you still want to explore for the holidays, that would be a good one too. Yeah. For me too, I also always like finding new like parks or uh, hiking trails, which is something that even if you're not in a in a city that has tourist attractions, there's usually some sort of outdoor space um, that that can be explored. Um, that's always a fun one. Or if you're lucky enough to live near a beach, you know, try a different beach from normal. Um, yeah, or even uh, you know, maybe it's a, try a different restaurant. Or you know, I my husband and I sort of accidentally discovered um, another local burger chain that accommodates gluten-free really well a couple of weeks ago here. And it was sort of this, you know, we were trying to find a place to meet some friends and we were really dubious about whether or not we'd get to eat there. And we got there and we couldn't believe they had this whole gluten-free menu that was amazing. And it wasn't clear online that they were going to accommodate so well. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, one of the fun things about you know, having the kids home and, and have my husband having a few days off work is, is being able to take a little time for, um, just finding something new to love and, um, doesn't ever have to displace the old things, but, uh, I always like, I always like venturing out of my, no, I don't always like, I was about to say something completely untrue. I do not always like venturing out of my comfort zone, but I do think it's good for me once in a while. Let's, let's phrase that in a more, in a more honest way. I do really try to challenge, uh, challenge my own, my own boundaries and, and, um, do things spontaneously that I wouldn't normally do, um, at least, at least once in a while. I think it's cool that uh, you're getting out and about around town, eating out more, doing stuff. We're that's those are things that we're into. We love exploring and and stuff like that. So, if you can, and if your you know dietary restrictions allow, that kind of stuff is awesome. Um, and I just want to wish everyone happy holidays. I'm sorry that we didn't, I didn't have a better update for you, but um, I am very much looking forward to. Um, turning 2017 into a fantastic year. Like I said, last week we were focusing on experiences and we're starting with uh, traveling in January, which the kids still don't know about. And I'm hoping that it'll be um, a great relief uh, and uh, fun thing for them to look forward to, um, as well as a whole bunch of like, you know, different shows and, and different things that we're doing. So, I'm going to focus on the positive and think about um, how great we can make 2017 and we'll be back again next week and maybe we can um, talk New Year's. Sarah and I don't really do quote unquote resolutions, but we do always like to refocus ourselves and uh, I do resolutions. I just don't restrict them to New Year's. So yeah. for me, it's not it's not like a special thing. It's like I'm always resolving to do something. Yeah. And then <laughs> just like New Year's the last three weeks and I have to do it again. So I just, I don't, I don't ever stop. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I think a New Year's resolution-y, habit formation-y, 
all the cool things that we can um, – I, I think there's a lot more resources for really um, impactful yet, I think, innovative resolutions this year. So we can do a little roundup of that too. Awesome. Well, I hope everyone has a happy holiday and make sure to give your loved ones extra love this holiday season. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. It's interesting. You're only coming through on one side of my headset, but I think we'll be okay. It's uh, just to make you feel lopsided. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to like switch the headset around halfway through so that you can even out. It's like doing yoga poses. <laughs> you always have to do it on the left side and the right side. Yeah, but then the microphone will be at the back of my head and that'll be awkward. <laughs> Yeah, does mine? I wonder if mine rotates all the way around. No, it really doesn't. It's only, it's only a. You can only have the microphone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you were like, uh, what's the name of the girl from Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children? I'm not. Uh, but sometimes I feel that way when I'm super hungry. I mean, totally. For those, for those people who don't know that reference, because it's likely going to be in the bloopers, you need to look it up. <laughs> Read the books. Read the books. Or see the movie. Did you have you seen the movie? I did. It wasn't anything like the books. Yeah, I I uh, so I watched the trailer for it and I was like, hmm. So then I decided to go onto like IMDb and like read the entire synopsis. <laughs> I was like, wow, they really changed it all. I think if you just like see the movie, like to see the movie, and don't try to have it be the book, it would be okay. But there's, like, huge character changes and, and different kinds of things where you're like... No, I was, like, literally watching the watching the trailer. I was like, that's not the person he does that. That's not right. how that... Right. That's not what happened. Right. And what exactly. happened in the book was, like, amazing. So, like, you didn't have to change it. But <sighs> the visual of Miss Peregrine herself is really cool in the movie. So there's that. I did. I did actually like the movie better than what was in my head. That like the just that the visual right. of this Peregrine, yeah, 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 from the trailer, from the trailer, because I didn't haven't seen the movie yet. Do we have a overall goal of like where we want to go with this, or just be like, Merry, 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 Merry Christmas, <laughs> song, song, and a Happy fine. New Year? Uh, right? No, Mm-mm. I don't have a goal. We should make the entire episode just us singing carols. I think that it would be our worst episode ever. So we would lose all of our subscribers. <laughs> they would all be like, nope, what? that's not ever unsubscribed. I don't think so. I think like our original six would still be like, that wasn't bad. I love you, ladies. And we love <laughs> we love you. But I don't there's know why you nothing, love us. There seems to be nothing we can do to make those original six listeners <laughs> stop listening. It is your they mom, are my mom, my right. husband. Yeah. <laughs> Not my husband. He I doesn't know. listen to the show. You I know what? I, I can say whatever I want about him. And it's fine. It's fine. He'll never know. <laughs> Thousands of other people will, but he won't. Um... 
There's some more blooper blooper material for Matt there. We should just have a show that's just all <laughs> random. There's going to be two minutes of show and 20 minutes of blooper. <laughs> yes. That's the best ever. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.